unfiltered, uncompromising, hard-hitting, inspirational. Call Sports presents Conversations. Welcome to Cold Sports Conversations. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad that you're here to join us. He was a professor. He was an administrator of a sports program, still is an investor in one. He now is an entrepreneur and a podcast host. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of New Inceptions, a Purdue graduate, and the podcast host of Angles of Latitude, Mr. J.C. Preston. You'll enjoy him as have I, because this is our conversation. Pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, I, uh, it's always it's always fun flipping up the uh, the the <clears throat> the role, so to speak, of of being the interviewee versus the interviewer. But yeah, definitely a pleasure being here. You know, I, I hear that. You know, many I've I've interviewed a few podcasters, and they said, yeah, it's it's actually fun being on this this side. I'd, I'd rather sometimes be on this side because it's it's different. I actually get a chance to relax, and I don't have to worry about okay well what should i ask or <laughs> or or how should i steer to steer the conversation yeah so i i've heard that and i'm, I'm glad that uh, you feel comfortable being the interviewee <laughs> oh yeah 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 well you know i just you know as you're being that 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 interviewer you're going to have a lot of you know you're trying to play two people you not only are you trying to be the i guess your own version of larry king or whatever or barbara walters or whoever you want us to say from back in the day but you also have to be you know the guy behind the glass the producer and so at the same time you're flipping hat between the two hats and it's like uh, <laughs> which one do i put on yeah, and so right. yeah it's it's definitely more relaxed as you're um on this side of, of the conversation, for sure. Oh, good, good. And speaking of Larry King, Houston, hello. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So you were born and reared, and now you still reside in Indiana. So how was it growing up in the Hoosier State? Um, Pretty vanilla. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, and, and you can... You can um, I've heard that from a lot of West and East coasters that, you know, the thing about Midwesters is that we, you know, we always have a, a strong work ethic and I can see, especially, um, as I was going through Purdue, um, that, yeah, there is a certain quality of getting things done that a lot of us will, um, have versus those that, you know, um, are a lot smarter with other things. Maybe they're more smart about their work, but a lot of the Midwestern folks will just put their, their nose to the grindstone and just do whatever they, they believe is the way that, you know, things should, should go in life. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess from my perspective, it was always kind of, um, expected that, you know, you're always going to get a great education because both of my parents did it. They were both, you know, had both gotten, graduate degrees and yeah i was like okay well i guess i know what i'm doing at least how long i'm going to be in academia so. 
But um, no, my goal, uh, my mom was a teacher, and my goal was to actually be a uh, professor myself. And I realized that when I got to grad school, that that was not necessarily in the cards for me because of two reasons. One, didn't necessarily care for the internal politics there. And two, uh, as I was getting my master's degree, um, I was actually studying entrepreneurship um, and more of tech entrepreneurship than um than you know what you find me in now being more of the lifestyle realm but um yeah a lot of my professors are like dude you <laughs> you don't match this world we barely do but you definitely don't i'm like yeah yeah i'm starting to realize that myself so yeah after nine and a half years at purdue finally got out <laughs> <laughs> so all right well yeah well speaking of purdue because uh, i actually was going to ask this a little later but i can bump this up now sports wise Mm-hmm. The prevailing thought is that the Boilermakers are not held to the similar standard as the Hoosiers, the the number one rival of, of course, Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the normal national perception. How is it in the state? Is it similar or is it? Uh... Well, it depends. First of all, which which team is is doing the best? Okay, so here here's here's a perspective from a lot of Boilermakers. Uh, for the most part, IU seems to be the one that's that brings up a lot of the trash talk. For right. one, at least mm-hmm. from our perspective, mm-hmm. um, it might be the other way for if, <laughs> if you go down there. <laughs> right. Um, but for the most part, it seems that a lot of Boilermaker uh, sports fans are pretty laid back. And um, again, you know, when I was going through school, um, our football team was actually pretty good. In fact, uh, Drew Brees was a quarterback. Right. Um, my freshman years when he went to the Rose Bowl. So, you know, I had that perspective as I was going through my undergrad years that, yeah, you know, we were good at football. <laughs> That's changed. Uh, so, you know, it's it's really interesting to see, you know, that continued success, but just in a different sport. But going back to your, your, your question, yeah, it's more in the state. It's more of a uh, more of a rivalry especially when you're in school but when you get out of school it's like it's pretty much indiana sports versus all the rest of the big 10 if that makes sense no so. no no it does it does, it does. <laughs> now you know i grew up in texas so i it, it's similar in that aspect it's you know ut and then it's everybody else when you're going to school but after that you know you, you poke a little fun at the rest of the schools but Right. You know, but when it comes to other schools all across the country, you know, if you mentioned, if you mentioned the name Texas, you're good. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I told, I totally understand what you mean. Purdue University, that's mm-hmm. in West Lafayette. How is life there since you've spent a whole ton of time there? Probably one of the most interesting places in Indiana, if not the Midwest. Um, and I say that because, and I was just actually on Facebook this, this morning looking at some of my, you know, how we get the, the memory mentions coming up. Um, you know, it was reminding me about 11 years ago that I was actually had gone to a um, comedy show called, or that, that was put on by the, the Crazy Monkeys. There's just so much stuff to do. Uh, so many cultures that were coming together. I mean, going through engineering during my undergrad years, you know, I knew, you know, some of my, my best friends at the time were, you know, Asians from, you know, China as well as India. And then, you know, there was also a scattering of, of, um, South American folks in there as well. Um, 
And, you know, growing up in a small town myself and then suddenly a major culture shock, but a good culture shock and that I was meeting these people from all around the world. And so that's, that's really what you were looking at when, um, I mean, you got there because you had all those people and then you had all the, you had to have all these restaurants that were catering to those folks. And so, I mean, we had two hookah bars by the time I was, I was in my later years there. Um, definitely some, um, European dance style, uh, themed, you know, uh, clubs to go to. Um, of course we had the fraternity bars and frat parties and all that sort of stuff. So there was just so many different ways the, you know, that you can, things you can do and, and, um, just cultures to explore if you wanted to, not to mention all the clubs and all the, you know, the movie nights and, and Grand Prix, which I was a part of. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, a lot of different things going on. So that, that was the culture. It's like all these different things you could do and want like, and a, medium-sized town if that makes sense oh no it makes plenty of sense i've I've been in a few college towns myself and when you mention yeah i you know i i go to this school and this school is near or in this particular town people who aren't familiar with the area would say well how was life there it must be boring because of course they compare it to the big time metropolitan areas Mm -hmm. you know but (laughs) <laughs> but when you describe just like how you did how life is in a college town, it it, it is quite interesting. And it is, you know, and, it, and, and you can live a full life if you're in if you're immersed in what I call the the industry standard in that city. You know, mm-hmm. you know college towns, uh, the college is the main business, obviously. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes plenty of sense to me. Well, and, and to be honest with you, when I got out of there, I mean. And I moved to the big city being here Indy for the first time. Um, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, you had to drive a half an hour to be, basically be three blocks away or whatever. And it's just like, um, I don't know how people do this down here. And it's just, there's just, you know, complete difference. Whereas up there, you know, you can within five, 10 minutes, you can ride your bike from, you know, the house that we were renting to, you know, either your, your next class or you know uh, uh one of the coffee shops or or whatever i mean everything was in walking or riding distance and i think that's one of the biggest you know big um interest that for pe- people that live downtown and you know different metropolitans you know i know indy here we have one heck of a of a booming downtown culture compared to especially what we did back in the day yeah um and yeah i can see the appeal to that but at the same time, I mean, it's just, it can be overbearing at sometimes too, because you can't really get away from it. So it, it kind of really depends on what kind of person you are. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it is. And here's the interesting part about Indianapolis. And it's funny you mentioned that a lot of people who don't live in that area have a hard time understanding that the NCAA and the NFL love that city. Mm-hmm. I mean, they absolutely love that city. To where, you know, of course, the NFL combines there in every February and NCAA likes to hold tournaments every March. So, right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a tendency of doing that. <laughs> yeah. Every March, somewhere in or near Indianapolis, they just love that city. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, your point is valid on that. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned you mentioned the Colts and we've talked about IU and Purdue. Mm-hmm. I'll even throw an Indy 500. Why 
do you think the state of Indiana in in terms of an identity to a state is so so tied to sports, especially basketball? Right. Well, um <laughs> funny you should mention it because a lot of us um that are I would say my age, and I can see where your your person coming from. Um, I would say that there's a lot more Gen Xers and olders who see Indiana as a basketball state, right? Than a lot of us who are millennials with you know our buddy Peyton Manning coming in. Right. I see it more as a football state. Mm-hmm. And again, I had that influence at Purdue where we actually had a good team, and then of course we had a good NFL team. And so then you know you're looking at what twenty some years there of pretty decent success. And, um, even when, yeah, we even took credit when he went over to, to, uh, Denver as well. So it's, just, you know, again, that's part of the 20 years. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that, well, and we can count, uh, Jim Harbaugh as well when he was our quarterback before Peyton. So anyway, um, no, I think there's a, I think there's, I think there's been kind of a change of guard, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's what happens when there is a change of guard. But if you look at, you know, all the people that were released just this week after the draft for the Colts because of, of Gregson getting the boot, it's just interesting that that will, that whole phenomenon happens like just based on how well you know a particular team is doing so i guess from internally we see especially because the colts are the more recent team that's had the success right um we see ourselves more as a football like oriented city slash state now and it's funny you say that because the very first picture i've ever seen of you (laughs) this is nice nice shot of you wearing this it looks like a colts trucker hat (laughs) <laughs> so i well, want i wanted to ask you know how how is the colts received there and i think you sort of you sort of answered that yeah yeah it's um definitely our our team and 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 in particular there that um if you look if you know where that that hat is it's not actually a trucker hat it is it's the support our our uh troops hat from the november oh, awesome. stand where, where, where you actually have you can get um military um military type uh apparel right. and and related apparel and the reason i do that is, is here's the deal okay. my wife my wife is actually in the military uh she's an e7 has been serving for 14 years and uh yeah she's not a big fan of of football slash sports as you know as much as i am and so that was kind of our trade it's like well we will get matching clothes like this (laughs) you support the military i'll support the colts okay all right fine (laughs) (laughs) so nice yeah, nice, it was, nice. it was, it's a good bargain. And it's the one, you know, like it's, so I have a, I have a, a, a pull up zipper, um, that matches the hat. Right. Okay. And so I get, so I get both of those. All and right. I've done that two years in a row. And so that's what that outfit is actually. <laughs> oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, 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 thank your wife on, on behalf of Cold Sports. Thank your wife for her service. Uh, and E7. Wow. She has been putting in some work. Oh yeah, Man. yeah. She's uh, kind of up to the point now that, um, yeah, she uh, definitely has a uh, 
But uh, yeah, no, she's put a lot of time into the military. Very proud of her career. And um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that you know she she's made it really her main focus and she's gotten to a point now that it's you know 14 15 years in it's like she's it's about time you know you start looking at the you know how long you know nfl players or you know athletes since we're you know on sports show and kind of relate it to you know it's she's to a point now in her career that you know she's starting to feel those pains and kind of starting to realize that it's time to do something else and uh so yeah it's it's being interesting uh helping her make that transition so, yeah. yeah, 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 and I think a lot of people don't know. I do because I was in the military. Uh, it, it is a, <laughs> it is a grind. It li- literally is a grind. And if you're there for a long time, yeah, you have to make those decisions similar to that of an athlete, where it's like, man, okay, I'm not 18, 19, 20, 21 anymore. Uh, <laughs> what? should i do now because uh <laughs> i don't know if i could physically be of as good of use as i was when i was younger yeah those decisions come into play quite prevalent in the military no question about that yeah yeah she um you know <laughs> her knees uh, when yeah. she was in so for example when she was serving in iraq back in 2006 i want to say 2006 7 mm-hmm. um she was there for a year and you know she was out running and mm-hmm. uh you know this is one of her favorite stories that she was she wants to share but you know she was she was out running and then you know just kind of going about her way and then all of a sudden she hears a oh no <laughs> she looks around kind of keeps going a little bit just kind of hesitating and then she starts hearing people get out of the way get out of the way of course she's, she realizes that she's in a, a live fire situation right. but this is my oh crap sort of thing right and um so that was kind of one like eye opener it's just like yeah that was a little bit too close kind of situation mm-hmm. um and then another time where I actually screwed up her screwed up her knees and i tend to get these these stories mixed up but um this one was that she uh had um you know she was in the mess hall and chow hall and there was a mortar shell that just dropped off like within you know not too distance enough that it dropped her to her knees and yeah she kind of felt you know especially on concrete she's always kind of felt that that kind of started her her knee injuries right um as sometimes that sort of thing will happen. And unfortunately she was too far away from the blast to Good. actually get a purple heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she always, she always kind of jokes about that one. It's like, yeah, it was okay, but I didn't get a purple heart out of it. So yeah, now it just screwed up my knees. But Oh, Wow. <laughs> well, it's good that your wife has somewhat of a sense of humor with that. Wow. Yeah, yeah I think you kind of have to, to to be able to deal with all the, yeah. the hurry up and wait stuff that, you, you know, they have to do in the military. Yeah, so. yeah, you do. No question about that. All right. So I was doing a little research on you and I discovered that you worked for a company called American Multisport. So uh, what services I provide? Because I believe that's that's a statewide thing, if I'm not mistaken uh it has been a statewide thing um he uh so it was a startup started in 2010 the founder's name is steve tomboni has a huge background in the triathlete world Mm -hmm. um has actually directed over a thousand sports 
or not sports triathlons mm-hmm. um and uh you know just really has a passion for you know doing events um anywhere from 5k's to many marathons to again triathlons coming from your all your way down from your mini your sprint your olympic distance your half distance don't do a full but half distance makes pretty for a pretty long day anyway yeah it does um at, from the event side mm-hmm. and um event hosting side i should say right. and the thing is is that um you know, he just, he had spent some time, uh, working with, uh, the local YMCA. They dropped the, uh, they dropped the ball on those events and he decided that he'd start a company that would actually, you know, bring those, those events back up in, in the local area. And, um, so basically at that point, uh, you know, he was having some pretty decent success there locally. Um, which, you know, this, this company is based out of Muncie, Indiana, which is where the Endurathon started. And, um, yeah, I was just kind of in a point in my life where I was looking to do a little bit of an, of investing and also helping out a, a startup. And, uh, so I got started with them and worked with them for a few years to get the, the, the marketing off the ground. And, um, or I should say continued, but kind of make it a little bit larger than what it was. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, some definitely some interesting times that, you know, I learned a lot about the sport of triathlon and the endurance world as a whole. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still on the board, um, and still investor in the company. So we're actually now, kind of getting off we only have like four tries this year one of which we just had over the weekend um unfortunately this is the first one that he's ever been rained out from but people can still do the virtual races for that and get their their medals and all that um but so that's the four of this year but we're really looking into um a future with uh doing uh, trail runs and in fact we've uh, the one in particular, um, we're duplicating all around the Midwest at this point. Um, Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Louisville, um, hell, Michigan. Those are just the, some of the things, ones that I can think of off the top of my head where we're going to be doing this Viking Dash, which is a 5K, 10K, and has been a 15K in the past. Um, just a trail run around um, different parks and or um, rural areas that are you know set up in a way that you know runners can have a good time so yeah that's that's kind of it in a nutshell <laughs> oh wow okay well it's a great service okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, initially started off as a uh, more of a again helping the local community sort of thing mm-hmm. and helping um, businesses develop uh, extracurricular sort of thing because at the time especially you know that was when Obamacare had just come and you know companies were looking to help try to figure out how to lower their their uh, health um, and uh, costs I guess you could say and so yeah I mean they were totally interested in you know um, giving sponsoring us to help them start events and that's why he was so local for such a long time because oh. you know a lot of those those uh, those different um places wanted to have their own event so there you go <laughs> yeah makes sense makes sense and and correct me in my geography if i'm wrong muncie is a suburb of indianapolis right yes also the where ball state is so 
I see that. I didn't know. I, I was, I knew it was in Indiana. I did not know that was the city where Ball State was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So. That's where David Letterman went to school, and yeah, right. in fact, they in fact they call their uh, communication department mm-hmm. like their main building is the David Letterman Building or something like that. So yeah, yep. Oh, well, see, I learned something new. Okay, nice. All right, so going back to your uh, professorial days, so you grew up, saw your parents who got graduate degrees, and you got the same, mm-hmm. and you wanted to be a professor, but you saw that the academia slash faculty life was not for you and you went onward to be more entrepreneurial mm-hmm. and you started a company called new inceptions so what is the concept of your business so the concept of what i'm doing now is to basically help uh entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs or uh entrepreneurs who have felt like they're stuck to take it to the next level, whatever that next level looks like to them. And so you know, let's kind of go back off the scale. So if you're a entrepreneur, let's how, how do you get your business started? Um, what's the proper way of doing it so you don't make the same mistakes that the, the, the people that are kind of tied to their job, that the job owns them, they don't own the, own the business. So we, we want to avoid that. Um, and then, you know, so then you're looking at maybe entrepreneurs who have been in it for a while but they're kind of just like freelancers for example that they don't they want to take it to the next level so it's like okay how do we do that kind of a formulate with them what their um ideal lifestyle would look like and then try to get the, the pieces into play there and uh, then again talking about to entrepreneurs who again when they started this uh this business of theirs, you know, that kind of like with, um, AMS, for example, American multi-sport, it's like, okay, I have this service that I can provide so well. And I know a lot of people want it and they do it. And, but they end up getting to the point where they're have so many different hats on. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, how do we, how do we take a step back and actually, you know, um, free yourself of that position a little bit more and start, you know, delegating and bringing in other help and, and all that stuff also known as scaling. So, um, that was something that I, you know, was definitely when, when I, during my time at AMS is something that we definitely had to deal with. And yeah, I was proud to say that we are able to, to do that pretty, pretty well. So, yep. Yeah, it's, uh, kind of what I'm doing. And so what the pod- podcast then, is uh, is a complementary of of that, and just kind of goes to show you different um, exam- examples who have of people who have you know li- lived the nine to five life, or or maybe they're a non traditional student or uh, poor person in general, and they started a business, and we kind of e- explore you know, those early days of what it looks like to go from point A to point B and then eventually maybe like D or whatever, but we never go to point Z because I feel that there's enough podcasts that are already out there that look at when someone is already (laughs) in the prime of their career and they're looking back and it's like, okay, yeah, I can barely remember, but I'm (laughs) going to try to make something up on the spot and be like, yeah, this is what I remember from that time. and make it sound like, you know, this like just happened yesterday, which we all know it didn't. So, right. <laughs> Try to get those people that are still in the fight, so to speak. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, just like when you uh, hear in in sports, especially football, where you have a guy who helps a 
a young quarterback become uh, greater. Uh, they mm-hmm. call him the quarterback whisperer. I, I sort mm-hmm. of, I sort of envision new inceptions as the entrepreneur whisperer. So, right. right. <laughs> so right. I like that concept a lot because, uh, it, starting businesses is, is, is hard, period. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's funny. There's a Staples commercial where it, it sort of pokes fun at that saying that I wear, the, I, I wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Oh, yeah. Most, entre- yeah. most entrepreneurs that start out wear so many different hats. Right. And it's always so hard for them because they've been usually wearing those hats to a certain degree, you know, successfully. I, I, I would imagine that, you know, it's hard for them to give them up when it, when the time comes. Right. But the thing is, is that if you don't give those up, then you're not going to be able to go to the next, you know, level. And it just kind of creates a bottleneck. And so I guess, yeah, whatever that bottleneck happens to be, then, you know, that's kind of what I, help people deal with and the truth of the matter is i look at myself more as a general practitioner like Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be really good at like everything but as i'm going you know down my own path of you know building relationships with people and like yourself or or really you know different folks who just have a different you know special just like in the you know as a doctor i'm going to you know if i don't necessarily know i can help you deal with this right away but i know someone that can be like oh yeah this is a great person that's all they that's all they do then i want to be able to forge you on to that person as well wow that is awesome that is awesome wow now you mentioned in (laughs) previously that you know you deal with this concept in your podcast and i'll i already talked to you how i saw you first this is how i heard you first so about a couple months ago i was driving home from work and and i was listening to one of my friends, CJ Ripka. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I listened to this, uh, this, this episode of <laughs> angles of latitude on the way home. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is an actually really good interview. And I have to, I actually have to say, um, that was probably one of the most in depth, uh, interviews that I've heard CJ do. Mm-hmm. And I, I credit that to you because you asked some really good in depth questions there. So well, thank you. Oh, no problem. So, how did the show Angles of Latitude come about? Um, so there's, again, several shows that I listen to. Um, and truth of the matter is, is that uh, a lot of these shows is like, like, for example, I'll just kind of give you some of the ones that I'm, I've been inspired by. So um, in the entrepreneurial podcast world, there's like actually th- two that most people are going to know of, or at least have heard of. One is the Tim Ferriss show. Um, then the second one would be Pat Flynn's, uh, smart passive income. Mm-hmm. And then there's also another one, which is, I guess you could say is more in the self development sort of thing. But, and as a, as a, as really an entrepreneurial trainer slash, um, guide, because I, I I don't want to put a coaching hat on myself because sometimes I'm a little bit too impatient to be a, you know, a proper coach, but, um, you know, because I, I, I can, I can help people through things, but I'm not right. going to help them discover it within. I just like, I see the situation just like a doctor. It's like, this is the situation I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give it to you straight, whether right. you, you know, do something with that or not. I mean, that's your decision. But, um, so I had three big inspirations and, um, Basically, I like the fact that Pat likes to learn like actionable steps from people. So I try to implement that into the show as much as I can. And then 
then I talk to, um, then you look at the, the, the Tim Ferriss's who have these super higher up, you know, super achiever type folks that are, you know, they, they talk about all, you know, their life and how they've gotten to where they are. And then, then you have the, uh, the Lewis Howe show, which is kind of the same thing, um, but with a different tw- twist on that. He's really trying to extract like, like pivot points from, from people and when things actually changed in their life and how they, they, they turned their life into greatness. And so I tried to and blend all three of those, but not at the level that they again I'll focus on. I'm ta- I want to try to get, it's not try. I, I have more, more relatable guests on the show so that the newest person can relate to the show better as opposed to, oh, this is, you know, someone that's, that did this and now they're way, way, way up there. Because I, I think this comes back to even, even sports, you know, funny enough, I make this analogy that when you have a freshman who's in JV, right? And he's working with sophomores that are in JV as well. And then those, you know, those sophomores might be bumped up to, uh, up to varsity. The freshmen are going to learn and be able to get better in the JV versus going right up to varsity level right away. Because if they went up to varsity right away, for one, they don't have they don't have all the skills. They don't have all the different, you know, all these different foundational situations or knowledge and skills that these higher level players do. And so the thing is, is that you have to work on that foundational stuff first so that when they're ready, you know, the, the, the knowledge and skill set that they can develop at the varsity level will actually kind of go complement what, what, who they already are, if that makes sense. Because in other words, if you put a, usually if you put a freshman, in high school, against a senior in high school, chances are chances are they're going to be blown out, and so that's kind of the niche that I'm tr- I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling that I'm filling is that <clears throat> again I want to help the new person as much as possible, and I feel that the best way to do that is with people that were recently new people themselves versus these uh, these higher up folks. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It does. It it does. No, I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you can you can you can go from one level to the next, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the the prevailing thought is if you go into that next level, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. You know, push yourself out of the deep end, you'll have no choice but to learn. Yeah, true. But sometimes you can drown <laughs> if you're not exactly. if you're and not mo- skilled enough, and you and get most pushed people out do. Deep. Most people do because they, they they you know one of the things I believe that we have such a big problem with um, just people like oh it didn't work for me like you know maybe they've started a business for like you know a few months and it's like oh it's just not working out. Well, <laughs> I mean, did you ever have any sports? background yeah well how long did it take you to you know be fairly decent at that well actually you know i played peewee football and then i got into junior high and then it was like high school and because not everybody is going to be you know someone that just was playing basketball and then suddenly it's like oh I, I you know i have this opportunity to play football kind of like our hooker our, our first draft year for the colts 
Mm-hmm. You know, his background is all in basketball. And, you know, it took him a year and a half to halfway be decent enough in college football where he's, you know, being drafted number one by the Colts. Right. However, a lot of the skill set he uses there to be a great safety is it's basketball awareness. And he still is pretty horrible at tackling. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that if you want to be a great whatever, you're going to have to spend time doing your craft and you can't expect to, you know, learn from the best right away. Because I, again, I feel like a lot of those, those people that are higher up and, you know, even, even some of my favorite people are kind of guilty of this at this point. They're, they're trying to, teach the new person and I feel that there's a reason I mean there has to be TAs that are able to decipher what they're saying and then kind of filter it for the new person so there you go yeah yeah that, that makes plenty of sense yeah yeah uh, the the phrase there's levels to this just screams at me when you talk about that <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh man look I could talk to you all day because uh, all this is interesting and we we may have to bring you back just to talk only sports because I, I get the feeling you have a lot of a lot of things to say about that about that department. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, before you go, do you have any parting words of wisdom or any any uh, pot shots you want to take to anyone, like a, a road rage story or <laughs> anything of that sort? Well, I kind of you know I. I, I'm proud to say that I don't necessarily have as many anger outbursts as I once did, especially when I was, <laughs> you know, really, you know, more into the athletic world. Right. Um, and so I guess, yeah, definitely p- more parting words of wisdom mm-hmm. is kind of going exactly what I just, you know, was just going on is that no matter what you're looking to do, you're going to have to take time and getting there, whether it's starting a business, whether it's um, learning a new craft, enjoying a new hobby, whatever, there's going to be this time. And, and it's, there's a video out there by Ira Glass that it, it's, it talks about the gap. Or it's not by Ira Glass, it's, but the talk is by Ira Glass. And he talks about the gap. And the gap is essentially the difference between the taste that you have personally. Like you have good taste of what a maybe you know, a, a certain artist or, mm-hmm. or ball player, you know, that they're good right. and that, you know, you want to start following in their footsteps. And there's going to be a point between your ability to perform whatever, whatever that performance is compared to theirs. And that's what's called the gap. Because again, as a beginner to, Compared again to them, it, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, me playing golf compared to, you know, old Tiger Woods, there's a gap there, right? And, right. you know, the truth of the matter is, is that it took him a long, long time to get to where he was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mind the gap is, I guess it was, would be something I'd want to say. And even, even if it's learning, you know, a, a new sport, um, so that you can enjoy it with your friends or something like that. You know, maybe they're, they're all been always into watching football or something like that. You know, don't, don't expect yourself to know everything right away by watching one or two games. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, that's, that's yep. good. Okay. Mind your gap. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to end. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, former professor, 
entrepreneur, podcast host, and army husband. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And Colts fanatic, Mr. JC Preston. Uh, JC, it's been a pleasure. It was fun, man. Appreciate me having me on. Many thanks to JC, entrepreneur, podcast host, now army husband, <laughs> and also a, a big Colts fan. So it's a, it's a pleasure to speak with him. I've known him for a little bit, and I'm glad that you all now get a chance to know him and get to appreciate him and, and the way he thinks. Very thoughtful, insightful guy. Really enjoyed my time with him. If you happen to enjoy this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, a regular show, a special, or an interview like this one, why don't you follow me on Facebook? That's Cole Sports, sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Twitter. Come on, at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. Make your voice heard. Go to speakpipe.com forward slash Cole Sports with a Z. You can type that on the address bar. Press record, speak, send. It's that simple, and I will play what you say on air. Speakpipe.com forward slash Cole Sports with a Z. You can go there or you can go into the show notes and click onto the link that says Cold Sports VIP Speak. Again, click that link, press record, speak. That's right, VIP, speak, and send. Real simple. You can also make your presence felt. Come to the Cold Sports VIP room. We need your votes and we need your voice. Cold Sports VIP room in Facebook. Just searching groups. Sports with a Z. Or you can go into the show notes and click onto the link that says Cold Sports VIP room. Canadian friends, I love you and I got you. Sports with a Z. You can also follow me on social media platforms galore. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Plus, iTunes slash Apple, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Player FM, Acast, Blueberry. Like, share, rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the tweets. Thank you for the retweets. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the shares. Thank you, most importantly, for the love. And keep spreading the love. And hopefully, what I do touches your heart. More importantly, follow me and this brand on ColdSports.com. That's ColdSports.com. You can check out me and any episode, both previous and current, on ColdSports with a Z.com. And it doesn't matter how you listen to me, where you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do this one simple thing, VIP, and that is to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, bringing to you sports on another level. And this is yet another Cole Sports presentation of Conversations. And as always, keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.